0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central. Monday through Friday. Brian, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing very well, Robert. Thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to a uh, visit with you about uh, what we saw in Philadelphia and what lies ahead for this football team.
2: Which I think the first thing we got to talk about, about Philadelphia, Brian, is the fact that uh, I know we mentioned it on the air that I was supposed to take a Ziploc baggie for your yeah. pretzels. Mm-hmm. And I did. I remembered. You didn't think I'd remember to bring the Ziploc baggie, but I did. I forgot it in my backpack, though, and I left my backpack on the team bus, uh, which also caused for me to get extra airplane screening, leaving the stadium because I didn't have my ID uh, because I also left that in the backpack. So you weren't the only one who got screwed over by my forgetfulness. I got uh, bitten by it, too. But the Cowboys stats guru, Bob Thomas from the radio team came through for you and he's got your your soft pretzels up here so i gotta say i was surprised when you said uh that i was supposed to get a ziploc bag pretzels i thought you meant like actual pretzels i didn't realize they were soft pretzels and that because i thought you were asking me to get a zip like a gallon ziploc baggie of like regular pretzels i was like that's gonna look absurd just scooping like so many pretzels in there it makes a lot more sense now that you were a, a a soft pretzel guy but they were good they were very good
1: Yeah, David Hellman and I figured out a long time ago that the Philadelphia pretzels are outstanding. And the problem is there'll be certain times during the game when you're sitting there and you're like, you're thinking more about the pretzels than the Cowboys driving the football or making a stop on defense. But uh, yeah, I knew Bob texts me. It's funny. Uh, He was listening to the pregame show that we do on 105.3 The Fan. And he heard you mention that you forgot the bag. And then he texts me immediately and says, I got you covered. So I always count on my buddy Bob to take care of me. I, maybe next time, Bobby, you can uh, you can help me out there.
2: I'm going to, I'll, I'll I, I see now I'm going to have to, I'll bring you two Ziploc baggies next. Ah, that's good, man. We're, they're, we're, they're,
1: they're, they're great pretzels, though. They they're, really, really are. Good they're,
2: they're incredible. And uh, Elliot Shore Parks, our friend who was on last week. Uh, he made sure to to tell me, yeah, those are like the best pretzels in the world. You really screwed up by forgetting that uh, because uh, you know those those are great. And you can only get them here. Um, speaking of screwing up, a lot of screwing up on Sunday night. There Porter was screwed up. Uh, the tackling wasn't always great. Defense didn't come through in some big moments. Um, overall, a, a a sloppy performance. Uh, you know it, what the narrative we all talked about coming into this game. Was that Philadelphia is just a dominant second quarter team, and it's bizarre that they they just they score almost all their points in the second quarter. That was the case here. Second quarter went twenty to three. The rest of the game, Dallas outscored them fourteen to six. And so, uh, the the narrative played out the way we thought. Brian, uh, what were some of your large takeaways, especially after watching the film?
1: Yeah, I felt like that there were a couple things going in that we were really really worried about. We were worried about the quarterback running the ball. That wasn't a factor. Nope. We were worried about the tight end and their screen game. That wasn't a factor. Nope. You take those two things away, you kind of feel like you might have had a chance to win this football game. But you brought it up. There were untimely penalties, poor tackling, a coach's challenge or two that might have not been called. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where you almost have to play perfect to beat this Philadelphia Eagle team right now with the way they're going offensively, how they're playing defensively. I didn't give their secondary secondary, excuse me, nearly enough credit for how they cover. I felt like they were grabby, handsy. If they if anybody was gonna call penalties in a game. Uh, Maybe they were not going to show up here and and cover as well as they did. They contested every ball. They knocked down every ball. Uh, You know, Cooper Rush wasn't particularly accurate throwing the ball, but the routes weren't open. It's just, you know, the waggles, the boots, the deceptions of some of the routes. They ran a stutter go. They got a corner to fall. But other than that, the secondary for the eagles played really really well in the game cuz the pass rush was there but it wasn't a dominant pass rush right you know, Co- cooper rush had opportunity to get rid of the ball the problem is that the the eagles secondary was up to the task
2: yeah and i mean i think if you look just uh scan the box score and go okay you uh you averaged a yard more per play than philadelphia did you uh you averaged uh, 5.2 yards per carry where Philadelphia averaged three and a half. You uh you ended out throwing for about 50 yards more net passing when you include the sacks. Uh you had a a Cowboys team who didn't allow a single sack in this game. You got to Jalen Hurts four times. I think typically you hear that and you go, that's a recipe for a victory. But then you look through the box score and you go, three turnovers to none. Ah, uh, ten penalties to two. Uh, I mean, Philadelphia picked up four first downs off of penalties alone, and you see things like Philadelphia breaking up twelve passes, which is just an obscene number to allow happen um they were they were getting their hands on on a lot of passes, breaking up a lot of passes in there. James Bradbury, I thought was really, really good almost all night um and so it, the the story as it tends to to happen comes down to. Penalties and turnovers, and and Dallas just got their ass kicked there.
1: Yeah, in the losses they've had this year, they've had double-digit penalties. All yep. the wins have been either you know four, five, six penalties. But both their losses, opening day against Tampa, and this uh, last game against the Eagles, it's been about penalties and and it really the you know when the penalties are uh, unfortunate penalty for. CD Lamb with a block in the back. You know they're fighting for yards. They're trying to get anything going in the game. You know they get the ball to the outside. They're they're going to get a nice gain. And you know CD gets a block in the back for you know no reason. And heck, it almost came back later in the game too. Uh, you know with Pollard. I, I, unfortunately, the yeah. the referees felt like it was more of a side block than it was a back block. And. Man, I mean, I'll be
2: like, honest. I I could have. I wouldn't have blamed them if they called that a block in the oh, back. Oh,
1: I, I wouldn't either. I mean, I think the fact that they saw the defender's name that they said, well, maybe it wasn't a total block in the back. But yeah, it, it, you know, it. That when this team is disciplined, and I mean discipline in tackling, discipline in penalties, you know, discipline in assignments, they're a good football team. Even with Cooper Rush playing quarterback, they're a good team. They almost survived three turnovers in this game. You know, and they just it it, it was such a poor start that it was going to be hard to overcome. I mean, whether it's yeah. Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott, you just can't spot teams points like that. You can't spot teams field position. They've given teams field position before uh short punts have led to the drives being on their side of the fifty, and they've not given up points. But you did not to these types of teams, and you know it, it's you just have to be. It just with Cooper Rush at quarterback, it's just such a fine line for how they play. And you know what they, to their credit, they're four and one with him playing quarterback that way. You know, yep. and, and that and that's five and one. Not,
2: to last year, five yeah, and one. Yeah. And
1: I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put this all on Cooper Rush because they missed tackles in the hole. You know, they, they didn't always, you know, they weren't always assignment sound. The court, you know, the fourth and one call after the, the, uh, Lamb extension. That was
2: so awful. That, that I was mean, awful just, all the way around. Just
1: run the ball there, get the first down, and then work from there. I mean, it, this, I, I mean, it's hard to fault Mike McCarthy right now. And because I go back to, and I said this yesterday on the G-Bag Nation, on 105.3 The Fan, there was a call against the uh, that he made in uh, the Giants game on a fourth and four, and it was the drive that CeeDee Lamb went off that scored the touchdown against the Giants. It's a 13-all game, and he goes for it on fourth and four, and you're like going, well, that was a gutsy call. Well, you know, they get it, and what happens? They score a touchdown, and they're up twenty to thirteen. And that was that was what they needed to win. And you, and you're so, he's made some really gutsy, bold calls that have worked.
2: Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh. No,
1: that's what I'm saying. He's yep. made calls, and that could have been another one. That could have been okay. Fine, you're not going to give me the first down. I'm going to put Zeke at fullback, Pollard at halfback. I'm going to hand the ball straight ahead. And we're going to get a first down and we're going to keep driving. I don't know if it ends up in points or not, but they were looking for anything. I mean, and that that wasn't just the only play in the game though. You know, they they had they had some opportunities that they just missed. The pass, the deep pass that Lamb that was intercepted. They get the yeah. double move, the stutter go, get the corner to fall. And they're max protecting it on the right side. And they're leaving Tyler Smith one on one on the backside, and Brandon Graham, who's been a cowboy killer majority of his career,
2: did not block him.
1: Can't block him. And so all of a sudden, you know, usually when they're when they're max protecting, they're throwing to the side of where they're max protecting. This time they protected the front side through the ball backside, and uh, you know it, it cost him. It, it, this game was just. It, the game was there for the taking because I didn't feel like that Jalen Hurts was doing anything to kill you. No, and I, didn't, J- and I didn't feel like that that Dallas Goddard was doing anything to kill you. And you mentioned three point five yards of carry could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. You know, now I'll say this one thing too, Bobby, and, and I'll let you have a, a, a moment with the mic. <laughs> the 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 thing that you know on the the long drive that really killed the game for. Back. Yeah, yeah. The backbreaker drive. They started off with a 13-yard run. That was the longest run that Sanders had the day. What do they do? They slant the front to their right. Ball comes back the other way. Now it's Leighton Vanderesh one-on-one with a guard, and he gets blocked. And now it's a 13-yard run. You know, third and 18. They had a Jalen Hurts long run on a quarterback draw. But you're okay with that. You know, I'm like, hey, we're, you know, it's okay. That's, that's going to, that's, we're fine. But see, that's, they, they didn't get overwhelmed by the things we thought they were going to get overwhelmed by. They got, they got overwhelmed by their own issues of not tackling in the hole and not separating on the outside.
3: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
2: Well, I mean, how much did we talk about last week that a lot of times Philadelphia's game isn't even efficiency in the run they're not always efficient in the run they they'll run their head into a brick wall a dozen times until it cracks and then they break through like they're they just stay committed to it it's it's not it's not one of these offenses that tends to just gash you with you know really creative looks and and taking advantage of a numbers game it's it's not like the kyle shanahan type of running offense that's you know, looking for, oh, here we got the numbers. Let's, you know, change things up, run the ball, pick up, you know, 20. That's not really Philadelphia. Philadelphia is just old school physical, you know, ground and pound. And and I think you saw that on Sunday night. To me, this this comes down to and, and I don't want to slight Cooper Rush. I think Cooper Rush has done an admirable job. Um, to me though, if if Cooper Rush is is average on Sunday night, they win the game because he was below average and, and gave these short fields. I mean, that's 13 points in a nine-point game. And so I think that – I think if you would have had Dak Prescott out there or you would have had Cooper Rush playing a, a just an average game or the type of games we've seen from him a, against the Giants and, and against the Bengals and things like that, I think Dallas wins that game.
1: I do too. I, and, I, you know, you got to give them credit for uh, the Eagles because they knew that Cooper Rush was not going to beat him in that game. They forced oh. him to have to play. You know they really did. Ezekiel
2: played his ass off running the football. He great, he was. A, he yeah. had a great. Game. That's probably I mean, the best game he played this year. When we
1: we've talked about we've talked about Ezekiel, you know, back in the day when he'd rush for 150 yards, he rushes for 81 yards, and that's just like him running for 150 yards the way that he showed balance, body control, toughness, all those things. You know, you just couldn't. You couldn't get a stop. You know, we talked about Cooper Rush, and Cooper Rush is what Cooper Rush is. And, but the main thing that bothered me in this one, Bobby, and I said it on post game and 105 3 and all these things your best unit on the team is your defense, and they couldn't get a stop. You know, all you needed was one more stop, you know, and you let them drive. You, you know, you had momentum. You know, let's see if Cooper Rush can make a play. I mean, he's brought teams back before. But – and the momentum was kind of swinging your way. But when they, when they scored with seven minutes to go, I said, man, this thing's over. I mean, because, you know, it's just over because they couldn't – it just – Dallas – Dallas, yeah, yeah. Dallas was – yeah, Dallas was trying – Dallas's drives, it might have taken three days for them to score because it's just so methodical that they were boot, handoff, handoff, boot, handoff, handoff, boot. You know, I mean, that's – that's what the offense was. And it, maybe, you know, maybe they could have found a way, but the defense just could not get a stop ran 11 straight times. And it wasn't like gashing runs. No. It was, it was six. It was five. It was one. It was four. It was five. Yeah. It was good enough. It was good enough.
2: And, uh, you know, specifically, I know Dan Quinn talked about their level of tackling, said it was the worst performance they've had since probably the Giants game, that uh, they, they had 10 missed tackles in the Giants game, and they had 10 in this one. The one guy he, he had praise for, and I'm curious if you saw it this way, Brian, uh, yesterday, he did, did you hear Dan Quinn talk?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
2: Okay, so did you hear who the the single guy he was impressed with?
1: No, I missed that one.
2: All right, then I want to see if you guys had the same perspective. He said there was one guy specifically in the secondary that he thought this guy had a great game, even though there were some struggles uh, for other guys tackling. Who do you think it was?
1: He probably said Wilson.
2: No, he said he was really impressed with Malik Hooker. He Malik said he, he, he thought Malik Hooker was was one guy. I don't know how
1: you'd be impressed with Wilson, but I was thinking maybe I saw Wilson the wrong way.
2: No, no, no. Uh, he, he he thought he not, thought he thought Hooker was the most reliable tackler they had the other night.
1: Had a miss in the hole. Had a chance one time. They had a chance for uh. Had we a all
2: chance, have in the hole sometimes.
1: Yeah, had a chance for a uh, probably a two three yard gain on on Sanders and missed the tackle and ended up being six seven yard gain. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think – hey, I love Dan Quinn, and he's far better at his job than I am. But um, I kind of felt like there was a time – I'll put it this way. He didn't miss as many tackles as some of the others. Who
2: know? who, who, who? on – I'll say this. Obviously, we, we feel like Cooper Rush needs to have a big game. Was there somebody on defense that you feel like, if this guy would have had a better game, maybe your fortunes are different?
1: I think anybody – I, I, I kind of feel like that in the secondary, you weren't good enough. You allowed them Brown. to do some things. Lewis, I don't think was particularly good. Uh, Diggs, I, I know the one time that he got picked, uh, you know, on the fourth and three play that, you know, they've got to be, I don't, I didn't think Brown, I'll tell you what I am. Um,
2: AJ, AJ Brown, by the way, I one one thing that Trayvon Diggs needs. AJ Brown got in his head a little bit. I think so, too. You could see that. He he messed with him a little bit.
1: I, I think that – I think the thing that, that – I think that Lewis was not very good. I didn't think Wilson was very good. I didn't think that – and I'll say it's about Anthony Brown. I kind of felt like that Anthony Brown was going to have one of those years where he was going to get interceptions. He was going to knock down a lot of balls. He was going to make some good physical tackles when he had to in space. He, you know, I, I I was singing praises for Dorrance Armstrong. He's Dorrance Armstrong in the running game got hooked way, way, way too much, Yeah, way, way too much. But the pass rush stuff is really, really good, you know, but I was really singing the praises of Anthony Brown coming into season. Anthony Brown has been a below average player for the Dallas Cowboys. He has not played with, he has not played with the, the intensity and the desire and the willingness to do everything that he needs to do every week. There's far too many times where receivers have taken advantage of him and he's been kind of left, like he's waiting for a bus, you know, standing around and, Oh, maybe somebody else could tackle here. Maybe somebody else can cover here. Hasn't played with a lot of awareness. Um, I. I this me, that's my view. Um, I'm sure something like this gets back to him, and he'll probably doesn't give a damn. But man, I, I really was seeing yeah, his presence.
2: He's, yeah. the type block. Uh, he, he's the type to block. He's the type to block, Bride. So if he does get back, he'll, he'll probably care enough to to give you a block. That's why he has that chi- uh, that literal chip tattooed on his shoulder. Remember? Well,
1: he 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 could play a lot better. I know we're halfway or near halfway through the season, but he needs to play a lot better for this football team.
2: You are listening to the love of the star podcast. The love of the star is an odyssey podcast and you can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.